Hello, we are three friends who like playing tabletop games and thought it'd be fun to create characters based on movie and TV characters for role-playing games. I'm Ian, and I'm joined by... Karina. And Matt. And this is Hollywood Hollywood Rolls. We've got serious problems, and we need serious people. And if you want to talk about character, Bob, you'd better come at me with more than a burning flag and a membership card. If you want to talk about character and American values, fine. Just tell me where and when, and I'll show up. This is a time for serious people, Bob, and your 15 minutes are up. My name is Andrew Shepard, and I am the president. Dust off that seventh grade textbook on the Constitution for your 12-year-old daughter. Dance for the new Prime Minister of France and phase out the internal combustion engine by 2005? Because today we're building the president, Andy Shepard, from the American president for D&D. Oh, we're finally doing Aaron Sorkin. He's my favorite. And Rob Reiner, too. So good stuff. I I saw this movie once in high school, and it was before I had seen any West Wing, and somehow this was like a just something that we got away with in our AP government class. <laughs> we just watched this, and it probably actually probably has a, a non-zero chance of uh, why I also then, in Simi Valley, growing up very conservative, was like, oh, this is a great movie, and then ran away to Santa Cruz. <laughs> well, I mean, to your AP class's credit, it's important to know where the dish room is. So Yes. Also, yes. that teacher was like secretly a little li- liberal, and we just, like, would like talk to each other. And... <laughs> Yeah, I, I remember liking the movie. I didn't remember until recently that this was also a Sorkin movie. But yeah. now watching it again, I'm like, oh, this is just the West Wing. Yes. It's proto-West Wing. <laughs> it is proto-West well, Wing. So yeah. the primary difference between this and the West Wing is cinematography. So like, we still mm. have the walk and talk, but it's a different follow sort yeah. of situation. And the music so. is similar, but not the same. Similar, but not the yeah. same. Yeah. It, it was weird to see Martin Sheen in this movie, but not be the president. In the Oval Office, yeah. but not behind that desk. <laughs> Get back there, sir. What are you doing? Get back he, he did a decent job as Leo McGarry. I mean, Leo McGarry did a better job as Leo McGarry, but... Yes, I know, yes. watching, yeah, different people play different people was so fun. Yeah. Like Michael J. Fox being the sort of Sam Seaborn-ish. Well, I think Josh. he's more like a Josh, Josh or Toby. So, so some people say different things, right? He, he thought he was closer to Josh, but he was really written to be more like a Sam. Interesting, interesting. He okay. also based his character off George uh, Stephanopoulos, which I totally see now, like, watching his, like, delivery. I'm like, yes, George Stephanopoulos, absolutely. Especially the hairdo, very, very much the my take is that David Paymer, uh, Leon Kodak, was the closest Toby analog in that That's setup. totally fair. Yes, I, I agree with that. Yeah. Sort, of, sort of bumbling a little bit in weird yeah. ways and, and just didn't quite seem to mesh with the rest of the staff, but seemed to be doing useful things on the job. <laughs> yeah, something hard to come across in a yeah, movie, but definitely you have time to explore that in a TV show. For sure. Well, did either of you come across the like origin story for the show West Wing based off of this movie? Why he wanted to do the West Wing? Well, I mean, I assumed it was a popular movie, so they just said, "Can we make this a no show?" I don't no, know. I'm not. Not There's exactly. There's a lot of time between them. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially, uh, Sorkin had no interest in doing a TV show, and he was going to a pitch meeting that he thought he was being pitched to. Oh, but like it they became were very say, clear that they were asking him to pitch about a show. Uh-oh. And he was not really interested at the time. But then, like you know, instead of admitting that he didn't prepare for this. He said, I want to do a show about West Wing staffers. <laughs> well, if that's coming from your gut, it must mean that's what he really wanted to do. And that's what uh, turned into the West Wing, which was... Um, Got him a few Emmys. Yeah, he did okay. Smattering. <laughs> <laughs> but he used really like... So there's the first draft of this movie 
was 385 pages long. I did see that. You wanted like 130 to 140 is the typical length. Well, this was also like peak uh, substance abuse issues, right? Yes, probably. (laughs) My understanding. (laughs) Yeah. So he used a lot of the material that he had already created from the original draft as the pilot for West Wing, which was like the the Cuban um, migration to Florida. Uh, that, that was the main topic that they just completely left out of the movie, but it was a thing that he had already written. I could not even tell you that was in the first episode of The West Wing. <laughs> I, oh, oh, yeah. No, I, I do feel like the presidential introduction is actually very similar between the American president and uh, The West Wing. It kind so of is, except the, using the F word. Or no, uh, beat the shit out of him, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there, true. there was yeah, just this him showing God, up yeah. out, of, out of nowhere with a non sequitur <laughs> joke mm-hmm. line to, to really just take the steam out of everyone's sails in, in the, at that particular moment. He's just like everybody <laughs> else. <laughs> A lot of hot tempers. <laughs> Let's take him back and beat the shit out of him. <laughs> so so good. funny. That's, yeah. that's really true. So I didn't funny. think of it that way. Mr. President. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, we ultimately end up with, uh, I mean, so we just did Dave last time round and uh, Anna Devere Smith again showing up in the the yep. in the uh, the D.C. area as an important member of, uh, of staffs. And this Proto time CJ. actually on the presidential staff. <laughs> yeah, Proto-CJ. Proto-CJ. Uh, mm-hmm. Clearly delightful and belongs on, on Aaron Sorkin's uh, crew of rotating cast members. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he really does recycle actors. He, he treats them well. <laughs> I mean, he obviously cares about his prose, right? So if you can find actors that can deliver your prose without having to go, no, stop it this way. No, stop it. Listen to me. Yeah. Especially because he's not directing. It's like he, it's one one part removed. Yeah. yeah. So you got to tr- trust. You really, you really got it. Yeah. They have to understand your vision. <laughs> It was nice to see Josh Molina on a, uh, a sort of a West Wing. Indeed, uh, indeed. Uh, yeah, I didn't realize, I didn't remember he was in this movie. Yeah, there's yeah. some discrepancies on timeline, but there, the, the reason that there there was a delay in West Wing actually airing because of the Lewinsky scandal. Yeah. And that made oh, room that for uh, Sports Night, which was what another was, great Sorkin show. Oh, I love Sports Night. Because he was, Clinton was impeached in 98, December of 98, I believe. So when was, so Lewinsky would have been leading up to that. When did West Wing come out in 99? Yeah, okay, so it, with some quick uh, Google searching, it looks like 99 is the year that uh, West Wing premiered, uh, okay. September of 99. So, yeah, a year after Clinton's impeachment. Okay, okay. Yeah, because Sports Night went on in 98, uh, right yeah. when the Lewinsky scandal Okay, so they kind of went, we're going to shelve this West Wing idea, and instead let's go with your backup thing. So I also, yeah, in Just the Just for height. a little bit of time, and then, then, then we'll let yeah, it Yeah, so go. like, so, again, <laughs> apocryphal, I don't know, but some of the thing that I, I was looking up, which was not as extensive as you guys, but how he was locking himself away to write so much. At the same time, he was also watching a lot of Sports Center, which mm-hmm. gave him the idea for that. So he probably had like a backup idea in mind. So he's like, oh, we can't do that. Well, then in that case, this would also be fun to explore. <laughs> Well, while we're talking about uh, Sports Night and other early Aaron Sorkin, I, I like he does a better job of writing women than some people. But the early stuff does not hold up especially well. All of his women are neurotic in ridiculous ways. I mean, so is the West Wing, to be honest. So is the West Wing. CJ is yeah. pretty much the best. CJ, yeah, I, they all have some problems. They all have some problems. Yeah, fair enough. But like I, I was watching this movie again and I, I do feel like the uh, Sidney Ellen Wade, like there's some clear power dynamic problems that aren't really super well addressed. But I feel like Annette Bening's performance does a lot more work than the script does to make that actually work. Mm-hmm together yeah like she, she does like feel... lots of ups and downs in, yeah in the way they like she feels bad and apologetic but then like she'll stick to her guns yeah uh, which was an interesting like dynamic too like in the same scene she'll go from being embarrassed to but no no no, i have to get this point 
Yeah, Annette Bening was really good. Uh, I want to say that. And I know that they went through like some different... This was supposed to be Robert Redford. For different reasons with Rob Reiner, he fell out. And so they got Michael Douglas instead. And when it was going to be Robert Redford, they wanted Emma Thompson, which mm. I could see with them too. But then I guess when it got recast, they just sort of scrapped it probably for chemistry's sake. Yeah. Um, and I think she was good... Maybe it's just because I haven't seen this movie in a while. So through the lens of like looking at a movie that's this old, oh, I was like, sure. oh, okay. And she's kind of, she's just mostly coming across to me as a little schoolgirl. Like, oh, Mr. President, which is like, and you know, this is coming through the lens of we've already been through like three impeachments <laughs> since this movie came yeah. out. So yeah, maybe back in that, that time, there was some more reverence for the officer. You'd be like, oh, I'm in the room with the president. And I feel like I'd be yeah. like, yeah, sure. I mean, <laughs> I mean, 63% approval rating. When, when's the last time we saw that? And they were worried yeah. when it fell to 61 and then it was in the 40s. Oh no. And oh, yeah. No. yeah. Biden hasn't made it out of the 40s. Well, I was also Googling around. Yeah. And like, even like the highest of high, like was like after 9-11, of course, it was like the highest. But even then. Yeah. And like the average, the highest one of the average was George H.W. Bush. And even his was like, I think like low 50s. Yeah. Yeah. As an average. So like 61 is just like, that's just that's laughable. Ridiculous. Anyway. And they're yeah. more like, oh, we were at 61%. Like, sure you are. <laughs> sure you are. All right, Ronald Reagan. <laughs> even, yeah, Reagan was lower. <laughs> Reagan was lower. Oh, my goodness. I also want to say uh, Rumson feels uh, very much like a Republican villain from the time. Uh, yeah. Big, big uh, Dick Cheney, Ken Starr kind of yeah, rolled into yes, one energy. Definitely. Even so, I, I miss I miss the Republicans being that and not. I yeah, know. I know it's an interesting thing. Like, and he Sorkin gets into it a little bit in the West Wing, but it really would have been interesting to see them really harness onto that like evangelical like stranglehold mm-hmm. on the Republican Party. They just, I mean, it is. I know that Sorkin, you know, it's 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 fantasy land. It's it's <laughs> it's, sure. it's liberal Democrat pornography, and we love it. <laughs> but then also, if we're gonna give us that, then give us truly evil evangelical like bad guys. And actually, like these aren't reasonable people. We don't, oh, we yeah. don't have oh, yeah. reasonable Represent problems. Me, Martin Sheen. Represent me. <laughs> <laughs> Represent democracy. Yeah. Like really actually show us how bad these people are. Like yeah. it can be good versus evil sometimes. It really can. <laughs> I did kind of love the fact that Rumson's tagline was pride. Like yeah. in his big slogan. That was his thing, bring back pride. Yeah, no, it, they, you could get away with that in 1995 as a Republican, I, I would imagine. Because there wasn't the internet around yet, so they could just like put like rainbow flags behind him. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Bring back pride. Do, 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 do. Slay. You know, I forgot to mention that we have a through line from Dave to this movie. Uh, other than the American president. Oh, uh, tell me it's tell me it's tell me it's what I think it oh, is. Oh, big fish? Yes. Big fish. We need to schedule more events where somebody gives me a really big fish. Yes. <laughs> Within the first couple scenes, he's like, oh, big fish, oh, yes. big fish. And I'm like, okay, we can't base the whole build off of this big fish line. <laughs> Calm yourself, sir. Well, what uh, clearly what movies uh, with presidents in the 1990s needed them is a big fish line. Clearly yep. that has to be present. And we need to have Hail to the Chief played in some sort of irreverent way. We've got to have a daughter on the uh, trombone playing yeah, it or, or you're singing in the shower that's uh, those are your <laughs> options it did feel you could have more of that she you know played that perfectly but scale she was having a lot of trouble with i mean wouldn't it just be fun for her to razz her dad yeah, <laughs> no. to learn <laughs> to the chief if you're gonna Come practice on. anything yeah just that's the, the one you know <laughs> gotta gotta edge that that particular uh that particular song uh right out uh i also wonder if the actress actually learned that because it it felt real enough that she might have actually, but like, it was fine. Like, it was, I mean, it wasn't perfectly. Swollen. <laughs> yeah, she did a good job. Yes. <laughs> I did some show. I was in band. There were some trombonists, and it, yeah. they actually said it was really not that hard because you, your your mouthpiece is actually pretty big, and you just have to learn. The hardest part is to learn where to put your slide. Once you learn that, it <laughs> takes care of itself. And I'm like, yeah. all right, <laughs> fair <laughs> enough. 
Uh, well, speaking about bands, I think this already came up a little bit. I do feel like uh, the music was particularly well put together for this. They, they did Got a good an job Oscar of nomination. really uh, selling the, the Sorkin script. They did a really good job of making me feel like the, the, the story was progressing along. And to the degree that the Annette Bening stuff didn't work, it was like, oh, the music makes it OK. No. Yeah, you sort of just go along with it. OK, <laughs> yeah. sure. <laughs> this sounds good. She's, in, she's having a good time. This power differential is not a problem. This is fine, I guess. He just said he wants to take it slow, but oh, she's just in a shirt now. OK, I guess yeah. this is fine. She did. She did. And we did get the most powerful man in the world line, which I, 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 I did enjoy. It was cute. <laughs> She's like testing the bed. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> see how springy this is. It was cute. Also, I felt a little bit of like first episode of West Wing where Sam is saying, like, I feel bad on so many levels. I felt that way in that <laughs> my scene, My nervousness too. exists on three are you, levels. Are you nervous? No, mine exists on three levels in no particular order. Here we go. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, OK, <laughs> sort it. <laughs> probably my favorite line from West Wing like I've watched the entire series Rob at least delivery five times. is so good no. so good just that like little bit of a laugh so many levels <laughs> like you have to laugh because I'm so screwed there's a there's another symbol I mean this is we, we could do this all day this is the Aaron Sorkin <laughs> does the same he reuses stuff over and over again yeah, and yeah. Uh, in sports night he specifically makes fun of Casey for uh, for for uh, enumerating lists of things my, my plan comes in uh, in three parts the, with the third part first and he goes on with that line so <laughs> I thought you were going to bring up the uh, someday somebody's going to have to explain to me the virtue of a proportional, proportional response. response. <laughs> it's a good line. Why not reuse it? It's good. <laughs> I mean, it's a different line, but it's close enough. They they use the same wording. Yeah, no, there's there's definitely a, a solid handful of things. We do get our first what's next in this, which is delightful. Yes. Yes. Um, it's it with a reverence, like we get like you know the the you know the Martin Sheen again the. Um, the Leo-ish character refusing to call the president by his first name. Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah, whatever you say, sir. Not like, call me Andy. Whatever you say, sir. <laughs> okay. So I have I have a, a bit of weird trivia that I saw myself, which was I was actually, I watched the whole credits today and I noticed that they credited Dr. Seuss for that particular line. Oh, of when, course. <laughs> uh, when, you know, okay, Mr. Oh, president, no. you won't even call me that when we're playing pool. I will not, I will not do oh, it. Oh, yes, that's we're, true. Yeah. I would not, would not, like with a goat or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's cute. Well, now that we're discussing the credits in Dr. Seuss, it seems like maybe <laughs> it's time to build a character together. I think so. Sounds good. <laughs> For listeners who are new to this podcast, we roll to see who's going to guide the conversation and also break ties when and if we're at a stalemate. And rolling dice is fun. What's everybody rolling with tonight? So I'd like to talk about mine because I was supposed to be rolling a different die tonight. No, no, what happened? <laughs> so the die I rolled for Dave was not red, white, and blue, but I found out that Dice Dun- I think it's Dicey Dungeons actually, has a red, white, and blue die, and I found it available for order, and it was supposed to ship in time Ooh. for us to record. And uh, it still hasn't, I don't th- think even shipped yet. No. So uh, I had to find something that was not a red, white, and blue die, and uh, one of the through lines from this movie that keeps coming up uh, over and over again is the president's inability to order flowers for Sydney. True. Mm-hmm. He moves on from dogwood to uh, roses. Well, from the dogwood to ham, but yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, the ham is an intermediate step. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yes, yeah, so then he figures out he has a rose garden, which I thought was very cute. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, roses were an attempt a couple of times, and Aww. the rose garden, yeah, is the is is the final ending. So I've got I've got a a, a big chonker die uh, <laughs> with gold glitter, but more importantly, with a rose an actual rosebud in it. Well, I think Karina also has a flower. Yes. So I was going through several things, and I I I also had a die that I had intended for fern, fern gully but did not arrive on time it was a bit more rainforesty even <laughs> uh-huh. but i was like okay we can go for you know the environmentalist aspect of this oh, i know that's yes. not quite the president more sydney but then i was looking through and i was like oh what is even this back of dice because sometimes i buy them and i don't know what they are especially when i keep them in their original 
bags, which this one is that I got from Critical Role, Bell's Hills. And it is the Orem of the Arashari set that I actually mistook because I thought, did I get a fern dye? What is this? And I forgot that it was Orem. And what's really nice about this, it has little white flowers with some yellow inside. And when I looked up dogwood, similar. it looks very similar. The of the flower. So I've got, <laughs> I've got both the tree and the flower of Virginia. And on the 20, there's a little ruidus, uh, just like Orem has on his sleeve. Well, I did go the environmental route. And okay. based off of uh, looking over Karina's shoulder at what, what she was picking. <laughs> he needed inspiration. I was like, I've got environmental things, and then I'm just going to go with the And flower. you went with another fish dye, right? No? No, no, yes. no fish. <laughs> the koi? <laughs> no, I have a very pretty dye, and it has... Um, like a green and orange mountain with cool wispy clouds in it. It's it's really pretty. Uh, it is from You Are Wizards. Mm. Oh, and it reminds you of environmentalism because yes. it's such a pristine it's environment. Pristine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Air. We have to reduce those fossil fuels by twenty percent. Because everyone stopped having combustion engines clearly by this point. And, yeah. and we got all the guns, you guys. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> We're coming liberal, for your guns. The liberal agenda has advanced so far in the last twenty-five, <laughs> almost 40, 30, thirty years. years. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, well, on uh, that uh, high note, <laughs> shall we uh, liberal roll for initiative? <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. You can see pictures of these dice on our Instagram at Hollywood Rolls. 13 for me. Seven for me. It's me. Four for me. Oh, no. All right. Let's well, build a president. I also rolled a four. You also rolled a four? I rolled a 12. I just got a three added to it. All right. I've got a lucky Orem die now. I need to put this into regular rotation. Let's go. All right. Thank you, Liam O'Brien. Yes. It'll work better than your dice last night. <laughs> I hope so. If it knows what's good for it. All right. Well, Andrew Andy Shepard. Let's build a president, shall we? Um, I guess, I don't know, you have to be born in the United States, so let's start with race, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and be 35. <laughs> well, yeah, so we know at least two details uh, about this character to begin with. Well, so I have the tough Strong job thoughts? this week. Uh, yeah, what for, which, which mark? Which mark is mark a president? Mark of the Eagle? Is there a mark there? Or? No, there's no presidential marks, um, <laughs> unfortunately. Oh, yeah, Eagle would be good to think about that. <laughs> All right, so here's what I came up with. I've got two. Okay. The first one, I'm not going to say what race it is. I'm just going to talk about it first. <laughs> Uh-oh. This, I don't love this. Great. This is going, this is going great for sure. <laughs> All right. So what feels more like a Sorkin president than having written and oratory prowess? I so mean, reasonable so far. Ordinary prowess in a race. Okay. You, you yeah. get a, a D4 added to history checks. He clearly likes social studies. I definitely have a bill that has history in there. Sure. Yeah. All right. And, you know, he has to sign a lot of things and it gives you a, an ability with calligrapher supplies. You're laughing. I, I think <laughs> I know I'm where he's confidence. going. All right. Hold on. You have to say the mark name before you say the race, because I think that actually does sound very compelling. Mark of scribing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, Gotta sign a lot of documents. Sure. Okay. But there are a couple problems with this. Chief among them being? There are two big problems. Uh-oh. Um, among the many, many big problems. Are there three in no particular order? <laughs> just, just two. Just okay, two. Yeah. Just two. The first one is that... Um, you know, he's he's supposedly taller than she had expected, and gnomes are not exactly tall. A gnome? Yeah. <laughs> that is where the mark comes from. That's one. The second mm. is that 
Um, you also get Scribe's Insight, which lets you comprehend languages, which yeah. he clearly does not know French. Well, maybe he, <laughs> he does not Paul Francais. <laughs> so you you only get that once per short or long rest. So maybe he had already, he already, already used it earlier yeah. in the day. <laughs> he had to get on the horn with Libya or Israel or something. He, he was helping he Lucy <laughs> with her uh, uh, whatever language she's taking. Probably Spanish, because he otherwise he knows some French. <laughs> I mean, that magic mouth spell that you get at third level might come in handy for the intercom. It's hard to say mm. what you'll use that for. That could be useful. Indeed. It goes a little against, if this was like a, without television, right? They say like, if with television, a tiny person or a person with any kind of disability wouldn't be elected. And I don't feel like with television and how much this is talking about, like how much he's in the spotlight, that a gnome would be elected. No, no, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see how gnome works. <laughs> I mean, he might have a cute little ass, though. <laughs> Ability-wise, it was the closest I could come up with. It sounds like I it mean, should work. A gnome that sounds like Michael Douglas is a, a pretty good sell to me. He does have kind of a high little voice. As a leading man, his voice is quite high. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, I did have one more. Um, okay. The Mark of Sentinel. Okay. okay. And this isn't how I would normally have played this, but the Mark of Sentinel warns and protects. It heightens senses and reflexes, allowing... An heir to respond to threats with uncanny speed, whether on the battlefield or in the ballroom. Ooh, he's Someone who carries the mark dancer. of Sentinel is prepared for danger. And, you know... I danger guess. on the dance floor. <laughs> I mean, he's certainly what? ready in the dish room for the uh, the call into the, the war room, for sure. <laughs> you know, you've got to be prepared for everything as a president. Yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. Especially if you're, yeah, if you're table playing this, maybe you have to be your own secret service. So you've got to be, you know, just head on a swivel. It sort of has like the seeing around corners, which he he clearly does. Like the, did we just hear her admit that we can get three votes for... Uh, the, and just the over crime here, bill. and just walk into a room. Let's go beat the shit out of him. Yes, because <laughs> yeah. I was eavesdropping on your exactly. whole conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I. So here's I, I. I think Mark of the Sentinel is actually a really interesting choice, but I do feel like when we come to class discussion, this is going to feel a little bit like a hat on a hat. Yeah, it certainly will. It certainly will. Um, I did like one ability of it that we can also get elsewhere. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, is the Vigilant Guardian, and not that we see him do this, but I feel like I would see him do this. Um, you get to swap places within with someone that's within five feet of you that has been attacked. That's fun. And it feels like, like the kind of switch. thing, like, I'll take the hit for you. I, I feel yeah. like it usually works the other way around with the U.S. president. There's uh, there's normally a Secret Service <laughs> yeah, guy within five front. feet of you with the jumping in front sort of a situation. With the time it, stop spells, they can go, no! <laughs> I was just thinking more like the way that he had tried to step in yeah. or not be baited into the fight, um, that he was trying to protect her. But... From political attack. From political attacks, <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> they were spewing words within five feet of him. Ah, uh, silvery barbs, no! <laughs> no, I think there are some other better options. There, there was more of a, more as a joke, but it feels like the president can't actually get a full night's sleep. Oh, with the I'm not joking about got. this. I'm not joking about this whatsoever. If you're going to say what I think you're going to say. Elf. Elf, Prince, yes. Yeah. <laughs> He's a platonic ideal of a democratic president. He's basically like, oh... And yeah, presidents don't sleep. <laughs> so, nope. if, but he seems up and raring to go, and it's fine. I mean, so, he has a bed. Technically, there's well, a bed. Well, he uses it for see other him wake up once. It's been used for other things. <laughs> but it's been using. It's definitely yeah. being used for other purposes, yeah, right? For sure. <laughs> and yeah, if he's not sleeping but trancing for a few hours to sustain his presidency, that feels like what you got to do. We got to get more elf presidents. 
I mean, it feels like our presidents are about as old as elves right now, so. Oh, no. <laughs> They're not very timeless, though, are they? No. They're quite decrepit. Yeah, no, Elf, elf does feel I feel like Elf solid. is in the running because it feels like what you kind of, yeah, again, with the not sleeping, it felt kind of nice to be able to do that. And then we can just, you know, throw a human. Human. I mean, him. the exemplars of ambition does work pretty well for being there. a president. You can also yep. throw a feed at it, and I feel like there's a pretty obvious one. There is one very clear one. All right. Shall we say it? <laughs> Inspiring leader. <laughs> it does work pretty well for him. It's pretty well. I don't know how you want to table play this, but like, yeah, if you're going to build a president, it feels like mm, human with feet of oratory skills. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much what we do here in the U.S. Just a regular old guy with some oratory skills. So my my two problems with elves yeah. are I've watched Brennan Lee Mulligan do fantasy high elves, and <laughs> now, I can, now I can't. Well, Galir as well, but also uh, <laughs> Tinajras. Well, the, yeah, those are. I'm not, saying what you're saying. Those are the high elves, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was kind of thinking high elf, like the Boston intelligence. I know. And... I think yeah. Matt's point is that Brennan's version of this wouldn't even care for all paltry lives like yeah who cares how many people get okay there's uh, you've been uh, here a moment like a year maybe i I think they may care about the environmental impact because they are going to be around long enough to to actually have the consequences does shepherd care about environment or does he like the argument that uh, sydney made and also you know the hustle and i I think he did care about the environment but he was certainly willing to uh to just cut their number in half for no good reason he did outlive his wife (laughs) (laughs) oh no Do you, I take it back. Uh, there must be some formal <laughs> apology I can make to don't worry about it. <laughs> I feel like he is uh, going to be, we're building him for D&D and most characters probably outlive their spouses. That's uh, that's a normal situation if you've got a DM involved. You need that dark background, which will become Big Mac later. Ah, <laughs> uh, I see. I see. I, I, I mean, I don't, Elf is reasonable. I guess the other, the other problem that I have with Elf is he's got one more term left in him. And I yeah. feel like the, like, if he was an elf, he'd just keep running. Like he's got maybe a number, maybe a number of terms he can be in it, but he's not got one more presidency. He's not one, got one more election. You don't think that he would about. respect the office that says you can't run for like more? Well, than no. Two? I think if I think if Rumson gets the presidency, he'll be back the next time. Oh, Whereas sure. in this one, like clearly, this is his going to be his last opportunity to get reelected, at least according to him. Oh, I see. So you think he wouldn't care because he'll just come back like yeah, no. in twenty years? I'll going... be here four hundred <laughs> years from now. <laughs> <laughs> interesting. Interesting. I think the other argument to be made there against the elf is that I feel like Sorkin's trying to write, you know, as much as it is, yes, liberal, like, highfalutin porn for us, it is sort of trying to be the everyman in the way of, like, you know, he comes in and he's trying to be self-deprecating and he's just sort of, you know, he's not full of himself like you would imagine the president would be. So giving him a high elf doesn't feel quite like he's, you know, floating on a little cloud. (laughs) (laughs) I'm clearly the ruler of all. Yeah. All right. So it seems like we're landing on variant human. I think human's kind of the way to go. Probably variants, so we can grab that feat. I think so. I think that's kind of, you know, just like without giving him like class stuff, like him as a person, he grew up as a human with mm-hmm. pretty good oratory skills and some yep. good friends and then got into politics. Sounds good to me. Let's go. All right. Well, we've got our human. So let's go on to class. I didn't have a whole lot. Like at first glance, I thought, oh, no, we're going to end up with another, another bard, bard president. Mm. But... And, and you could and there's go. There's an argument like, for there. So you can go with Bard College of Eloquence, and yep. you've got Silver Tongue, yeah, which Silver works Tongue. pretty well for Sorkin. Ooh, but yeah, what is a Sorkin script? But yeah, Silver Tongue. 
but it kind of like another class much more for well, a president. Maybe maybe if we hadn't gone with the Dave one so quick, like I don't so know, on, on the heels of Dave, then maybe we would not be so like, you know. Reluctant to go with Bard. Because it yeah. just feels like it's another Bard after another it Bard does. after another Bard. But Matt, why is it a warlock? I mean, that's a great question. Hold on. I just want to, before we get off this Bard conversation, yeah. I do think there are probably some spells from Bard. We may want to look at a multi-class just to pick up some of those to leave them as options it's on the table. not a bad idea. It's not a bad no, idea. We'll see we whether or not want... our actual class gets us everything true. we, we want there. We don't have there. to go full college. We can just dip a little toe into yeah. Bard. But it's, I mean, clearly it's Warlock. Of course. Uh, because, <laughs> so that's fine. <laughs> uh, I mean, let's see. He's got, uh, I mean, he's got a tome. It's a seventh grade book on the Constitution. Oh, that's not, not what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> or book. Arguably, more realistically, the Constitution itself. Mm-hmm. Or a Bible that he probably, yeah. Oh, no, I'm go- I, I think he's too liberal for the, the Bible being the, uh, the, the the book that he goes back to. I think, I think again, yeah, I it's want. It's Martin Sheen. Uh, that He would be the Bible one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, there you go. That's the that's the West Wing option. Yes. But no, and the, every other president we've ever had, but the, sure. <laughs> the, the Constitution itself, and the reason why I think the Constitution itself is because it connects in well with the patron here, which is the undead. It's the founding fathers. Oh, okay. Uh, who are clearly, I mean, obviously still providing him his power. And for some reason, we are completely unwilling to touch this document, which was written uh, by, you know, slaveholders. A majority of the Supreme <laughs> Court thinks so, yes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's my build. We got Pact of the Tome, undead patron. Uh, we get Bane and Fall. False life. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Bane for uh, Bane is good. Opponents. Bane is one of the Pretty best. Solid. Bane is good. It's almost yeah. It's almost like uh, yeah, like almost like hex sort of like false life for when we need to bring in the day of subplot. <laughs> Wrong Ooh. movie, wrong movie. Ooh, let's cross the streams. <laughs> Ooh, what if what if this campaign is only all presidents and there's Dave and there's Andrew Shepard? I was trying to think I'm of the like, president. What? No, I'm the president. No, I'm the president. Most importantly, at third level, we're going to get access to speak with dead. And, you know, Ooh, how most, most living presidents like to talk to all remaining living presidents. Think of the options it opens. You he can, can talk like to Liz- all presidents Lisa Simpson ever. and go to the Jefferson Memorial yeah. and have a talk back. Oh, I was thinking uh, um, Futurama and there's just the, all the glass jars with oh, yeah, all, all the presidents. Well, you're just remembering That's assuming our that we actually have heads and jars in <laughs> this world right now. We just don't know about them. Oh, yeah. no. I see. I see. Okay. <laughs> maybe we should keep you off the internet, Ian. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and I guess maybe that uh, his very successful monologue form of dread. No, it, it, it starts running thin <laughs> at a certain he point. He starts cracking his bones behind the presidential podium. <laughs> I am the president, Bob. <laughs> I am immune to being frightened. <laughs> Congress runs away in fear. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the undying president of the United States. <laughs> just coming across like a little arachnid. <laughs> Scuttling over the rotunda. <laughs> I want this now. <laughs> but no, I think we're... <laughs> Warlock is probably not what we have in mind. Although, again, I think I think Warlock, President Undead. That's your that's your best option. Oh, that's very future of. I love it though. <laughs> it's like the Robot Santa. <laughs> it reminds me of that. Uh, what was the Will Smith movie with about uh, Civil Legend? War? No, no. The he's been in a lot, sir. <laughs> I know, but there was a there, there was like an interacted uh, thing. Wild Wild West. Wild Wild West. <laughs> again, it. bringing Kevin Klein back in. Kevin Klein, clearly President of the United States. <laughs> he did play a president. We got Okay, so now we've got okay, we've got a third president in our kid. We got Dave. We got General Grant. Yes, yes. In my list, and we've got Andrew Shepard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A solid set of builds. Perfect. All right. Well, let's talk about some real options here. <laughs> I think a president is the exemplar paladin. 
Well, an Aaron Sorkin one certainly is. Yes. Again, the platonic ideal. Definitely, definitely. I think we could maybe, I I feel like there are maybe a couple oaths we could argue about. I think think you need the oath, right? Because again, you're taking the oath of office. Um, You know, we've got our white knight, Aaron Sorkin. I'm going to take away all the guns and make the environment great. (laughs) Taking an oath of devotion for that? I like devotion. Um, I, again, I wish we kind of had like oath of constitution or oath of Bible or something we can like swear allegiance to. So, I mean, there kind of is one, although yeah. I think it doesn't necessarily work as well in this case. There's oath of the crown. Yeah, that's, that's, my, that's my second choice. Fealty to a sovereign or service to a deity of law or and rulership or possibly maybe just the ideal of the United States. Yeah. I'm sorry, Matt. Are you quoting flavor text? I, I am. Quoting, <laughs> I mean, we're talking about paladin oaths. It's all flavor text. It is mostly all about flavor text. Um, law, loyalty and courage. That feels pretty right but he didn't ever serve so courage is a bit challenging so again yeah it felt a little bit like stolen valor responsibility though that's pretty solid Mm -hmm. true true i do like having him like a charisma based you know paladin obviously and then Mm -hmm. making him charisma based great you know like how we want maybe a little bit of bard in there too charisma based casting Mm -hmm. great and i like the oath of devotion too because one it would be kind of funny because he gets um his his ability is to turn unholy (laughs) like what if the (laughs) evangelical republicans are actually unholy Yep, yep, that's a, that's a solid option, solid indication. And his tenets of devotion are honesty, courage, compassion, honor, and duty. All very good. And his third level spell, which kind of goes back to what you wanted from one of your marks, Ian, is mm-hmm. he gets sanctuary. And I think he can kind of cast sanctuary on Sydney to protect her from the media and evil Bob Brunson. Indeed, what I was referencing that we might get later. Ah, there we go. See, <laughs> mind meld. Any objections? <laughs> Sustained? Yeah, I think ultimately either of these oaths works. So what do you prefer, yeah. Karina? Well, I, I, I just, you know, mostly based on the flavor text. And I feel like Oath of Crown leans a little bit more into if he was a military man, which we know he's yeah. not. Mm-hmm. So I feel like devotion makes a little bit more sense. He's, he's He does seem very devoted to the office and to civil service. So. Indeed. Yeah, just like the Martin Sheen one. He's like, you know, I'm just going to be the guy for the office. I'm going to do it right. And I'm not going to, you know, mince around. I'm going I'm to bring in the flavor text once more. Yeah. We, I, I mentioned the uh, the tenants from Oath of the Crown. Here, one of the tenants that we missed from Oath of the Crown is compassion, aid others, protect the weak. And we hear him talking about which shift has the fewest workers and being really clear about uh, uh-huh. trying to avoid collateral damage, essentially. Yeah, only killing the fewest people you yeah. need to, which is nice. At least he thought about that. The yep. least presidential act. Hard decisions, <laughs> for sure. Yep, so I like it. Oath of Devotion Paladin. He does break one of the tenants, though, but he immediately feels bad about it and ends up changing course. The honesty tenant don't don't lie or cheat. So he made a he made a promise that he wasn't able to keep and then had to uh, had to go on live television to do something about that. True. He made up for it, though, but not yeah. to get her back because it was the right thing to do. No, no that was to get his paladin powers back. Because exactly. He lost, he lost his spells. <laughs> <laughs> the DM was like, hey, man, uncool. Uh, dude, did you check your alignment? <laughs> All right. Well, we've got our race in our class. Let's move on to background. Anyone have any strong, strong thoughts other than the obvious one that, of course, it is, which is not one? Well, so we don't have an economist background, but I feel like there's True. one throwaway line suggesting that he might have been an economist at some point. Which he at is, least studied under one. Yeah. Oh, he studied under one. That's that, that's it. Uh, which there's I felt no, like was another odd Bartlett connection. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I didn't know. Bartlett was definitely an economist. economist we yeah, know yeah. that one. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess mm-hmm. the uh, his uh, chief of staff here thinks that he would be stuck teaching history. So uh, yeah, I mean, I, I did consider Sage as a like a researcher type mm, background, sure. but it doesn't feel right for him. I know, it, yeah. It feels a little odd that we got Strixhaven. I guess everyone's really supposed to be students, but I want like the teacher's aide or like a professor yeah. background. Oh yeah, that's that, that's fun. And not just be sage. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I but, ask you, where is the provost of 
<laughs> Strixhaven. Where's the bursar? Where's the ombudsman? Yes, thank you. <laughs> he handles the financials. You punch the bursar? No, so no, no strong feelings. No, no strong feelings. Okay, well, here's why it's Haunted One, then. Great. Sell me on Haunted One. I mean, we know some haunted things here. We know, and this, again, beginning of the movie, we know that his wife, Mary, died supposedly of cancer. I don't know if we hear that in the movie or not, but somewhere online, I saw that she died of cancer. Sometime probably just prior to him running, enough so that he didn't even have to get into a character debate. And therefore, the evil Republicans knew that they couldn't even look good politically, so they didn't even attack him like they are trying to do now that he finally gets a girlfriend and is sleeping with somebody out of wedlock. Oh, no. I just want to note, we know that she died of cancer because that's how the second part of his uh, speech begins, that he lo- he've, he's loved two women in his life and he lost one to cancer. Ah, that's oh, where it comes from. Story. Okay. I was like, I know we know how, but I couldn't remember what. Yeah. I was also thinking, like, you have a daughter. Don't you love her too? No. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. Maybe, maybe weirder I've to say that. I've made love to two women. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me be clear. I've porked two women. <laughs> okay. Dude. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. That's worse and better. Also, did he not meet anybody before his yeah. wife? Like, he never had, like, a high school love? A little sad, Andy. Just saying. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that Maybe aside. he was a high school sweetheart. Uh-huh. That's true. Maybe they were, yeah, star-crossed lovers. And also introducing Sydney to his daughter, like, after one date. A little yeah. weird. Yeah. A, a little, like, maybe, like, a couple dates. And also, like, not even an intimate date, but, like, in front of all of everybody. <laughs> and then, No. Well, yes, sure. But I meant I meant the only date <laughs> he the, had to the, go off was, yeah. was a state dinner where they barely mm-hmm. got to talk and they kind of like danced and she spoke French. And it was like, I know it's supposed to be like, they're love at first sight. It's whatever. He was, it, he was feeling spurned by his uh, his staff and needed to have a date to this. Clearly, he, uh, yeah. he couldn't afford to parade around. Fair enough. A... Maybe don't play with your daughter's emotions. Anyway. I feel <laughs> like in the, in the full 385 page uh, draft, there may have been more to go on. That's true. <laughs> That's fair. That's true. Maybe so we can flesh this out in his tome before it hit the screen before Robert Ryan went, no, 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 no. That was the right warlock, Tom. Damn it. Ah, it's the script. Ah, It's the script. (laughs) Certainly long enough. All right. Circling back around to Haunted Ones. (laughs) So he was so tragic that even the evil Republicans didn't want to have a character debate about it because it would be too sad because he's a widower. And bringing in some flavor text here, though they might fear you, commoners will extend you every courtesy and do their utmost to help you. So Flower Shop Girl kind of tries, but she's mostly just in awe, so she falls over. And then Sydney, obviously, just is, when she becomes familiar enough, does want to, like, help him and, like, come to is his He's clearly aid. worried about his his presidential future and uh Well, they have to, to work, work together, yeah. right? So... I don't know if it works perfectly, but hey, that was my shot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had one that I thought worked okay. Yeah. More, more presidential. I've got one that I think is, yeah, sort of the obvious. Noble. Go-to. Yeah, noble. Noble. We get our history and our persuasion, which we love. Our history and persuasion are both I mean, right. And the feature, yeah. The feature works really great. <laughs> he definitely uses his position of privilege. He I does. mean, uh, he yeah. gets the number for the force. He gets the number for Sydney. I mean, his he is constantly getting... <laughs> Yeah, he's constantly getting other information as well. People's names as he's walking by. He's yeah. uh, he's apparently sent cards and flowers without knowing it. So. Can call her at her sister's apartment For sure. because reasons. <laughs> uh, apparently the IRS. The IRS or the yeah. FBI or the CIA. Let's not talk about it. <laughs> this is fine. <laughs> not creepy at all. Endearing. Yeah, no, I, I like those. Like, I, usually I'm not a stickler for the the skills that we're getting from the, the background. Usually it would be more the feature. And like the feature's not wrong with Noble, mm-hmm. but the skills are yeah. so like history. And history persuasion. 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 So I mean, right. Yeah, it works so well. You know, I don't normally look at the like equipment that you get Ooh. very closely. OK, I did. <laughs> but... like, what the fuck is a scroll of pedigree? And I'm like, oh, it's a family tree. I see. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, the, yeah, Sorkin would then use like, we date back from the blacksmiths in Boston. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Revere. These yes. were his knives, Charlie. Like, what? <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, I think it works pretty well. Give it to Stanford. So relatable. <laughs> I mean, you're... Blowhole. <laughs> there, there is a Not period... Harvard. <laughs> Stanford. I did kind of like the uh, use of vicious mockery from Bard if we uh, went that way for... I went to Stanford, you blowhole. It's true. We didn't kind of circle back around to maybe picking up some of that. I, I don't think that would be necessarily a bad idea. I, I think uh, let's look at what spells we get from Paladin by the time that we get our oath and by the time we've gotten far enough into Paladin to get what we wanted to Paladin mm-hmm. and then see if there's stuff that feels like it needs to be filled in with like a, 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 a level or two. Yeah, of that actually is useful yeah. or just a hat yeah. on a hat. Yeah. yeah. So you, the listener, will know when we say what we built at the end. I do think we'll want vicious mockery, though. <laughs> It's pretty good. Right? Yeah. I am the president, Bob. <laughs> One more thing I want to mention. There was a, a variant noble knight. If we hadn't gone with yeah, Paladin, then true. maybe that would bring in some Paladin mm. flavor for this. But again, sure. we didn't want to do it in, in race, and I don't think we want to do it in background. We've already yeah. got plenty of that from the if class. If we went pure bard, I think that would be a good way to go to kind of round out the white knight scenario. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, and the, the variant feature there is retainers. I think retainers feels a little bit weird, but he does clearly have a staff here, and that, that that's how you could work that out. Secret service, if nothing else. Yeah. All right. right. I think we're going with Noble, and then uh, we'll do the rest offline, sounds like, yeah? Sounds great. All right. Mm -hmm. We finished discussion offline, and as far as ability scores, President Shepard is highest in Charisma, with Wisdom second, and we dumped Dexterity. So to summarize, Andrew Shepard's a variant human for the inspiring leader feat. He's got the Noble background and has three levels in Oath of Devotion, Paladin, and one level in Bard. Let's be honest, it's mostly for vicious mockery, but Ceremony and Unseen Servant are fun too. So, how playable is he? I, I've been spending the last couple of days trying to figure out like the last to have couple a, of days <laughs> a president to be in a campaign. Like that's your that's your background. I, you were the president. I think you have to like prince in the popper. It you come in pretending you're like a street urchin, and then you should be like, "Oh, just kidding! <laughs> I am the president." <laughs> I, so here, I mean, here's another option. I mean, we left him pretty low level, but like there is sort of this expectation in really old school D anD D that eventually you're like wizards with powerful towers and mm-hmm. vassals mm-hmm. and influence and things. Like you, if you were coming in at a higher level, you can maybe swing like I'm the president of a big nation, and that would maybe make sense. Yeah, yeah, but um, he's but, like, level, he's but level, level four. four or I think, yeah, it's a bit more challenging. Come up with the problem here. You can write the president of a small nation nobody's heard of. If you want a very high political intrigue role-playing thing, like being the president's going to draw a target on your back. You're going to be responsible for a lot of these big decisions. Like maybe that goes a slightly different way for you. And like it would be a very specific and very weird campaign. <laughs> I think if you were currently the president, it would be harder because now you actually have a lot of things yeah. you've got to go do. If you were a former president or like a deposed president or like it was a coup and now you're like and you want to go back and reclaim your land that might work a little better which is the normal sort of feeling for the noble background right exactly like something has prevented you from continuing to do regular noble duties but you still get some deference as a result of having been a noble yes yeah, although spoilers like, dorian <laughs> and now i'm thinking like what if you just created a campaign that's like United Nations and, and and somehow while you're all in, Ian, in... did you make the most nerdy D and D ever? Where it's just yes. the model UN, but D and D. No, 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 no. The no. model UN with no. D twenties. Oh, it's Star Wars. You happen to be it's in a UN Senate. meeting. 
But while that's happening, there's this other adventure and you happen to be on it with like seven presidents of nations. So, so it's apparently a model. Air Force a One, subplot. but the model UN meets <laughs> I, well, Air Force One. No, no, I, I think it's even worse than that. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's model UN meets original series Star Trek because mm. we've, got the, we've got the captain on the away team for no good reason just so he can punch people. <laughs> Lots of red shirts. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow... <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I think I think it might be hard if you are actually playing a president or former president. I think there's probably too much power there. There's a power balance problem with the rest of the party. There's a way like, yeah, I don't know exactly how you introduce you probably that. Want to play it as like a monarchy where you should have been the prince. But like now it's more like a Hamlet situation or something yeah. like somebody deposed you and you should be the rightful heir to the kingdom. It fits more yeah. into a D&D than a de- representative democracy. To I like I like this more as an NPC in the way that uh, and the paladin came in in the D and D movie of like yeah this NPC that comes in to help you solve some problems. Also, they, they, He's got some political. The D and D movie also gave big feels of like your cooler older cousin came in for yes. a guest shot and he's like, yeah. "Whoa, oh, he knows how to really play D and D." Wait, where'd you go? Come back. <laughs> The, the other thing I would maybe compare this to is some of the NPCs from campaign one of Critical Role. We've mm. got like some we've got a, We've got a reasonable sort of council of powerful people. And that mm. would be maybe totally an interesting true. sort of similar sort of NPC character to pull out. Yeah, yeah there was yeah. some like power dynamics there, too, that, that could work. But what I would suggest here is you can also just scale this way down. He can be the, a former mayor of a town. City council member. Uh, ran out of That's uh, Dave, seven. <laughs> and uh, and maybe run out of terms or something and so now he's gone to adventuring but there's still some oh, of that yeah. what would he do because he, he, he can't out. he turned out and now what I can't run again uh, unwilling to join I mean he's too paladin to be a lobbyist so now he's got to be an adventurer go protect people clearly what else was he to do Oh. And if you've got the Michael Douglas impersonation, which I feel like I did all right on the intro. Yeah, this is the skill you have. (laughs) Eerily accurate. (laughs) Then then I think great. And the vicious mockery there, I think, absolutely fantastic. So fun. Political jabs are the best, especially when Aaron Sorkin writes them. Well, Matt, I can't wait until uh, we encounter the... we're here for inevitable your... mayor that we're, we're... you're going to use this voice for. Matt, Fantastic. We're here for your aspiring political career. All right. <laughs> we'll make buttons. <laughs> we'll put posters up in all the important places like Dave. Want to play Andrew Shepard? You can find the character sheet at HollywoodRolls.com. Call a joint session of Congress and announce sweeping legislation in our favor. The best place to find us is HollywoodRolls.com. Email suggestions for movies or characters at firstratejerk at HollywoodRolls.com. We're at HollywoodRolls on Instagram. And Patreon at patreon.com slash Hollywood Rolls. We're not sponsored by... D&D Beyond. Wizards of the Coast. Kirkland Brand Spirits and Wines. Discord. You are Wizards. Critical Role. Crystal Maggie. Castle Rock Entertainment. Universal Pictures. C-SPAN. Amway. Diet Coke. Carmen's House of Flowers. Sam and Harry's. Harvard. Stanford. The University of Wisconsin. The Daughters of the American Revolution. The Save the Spotted Owl Society. Chevrolet. The GDC. Or the NRDC. Thanks for listening.